Welcome to our series of ghost stories with James Craven. The scent that accompanies this story is from a member of the Mint family, patchouli, the iconic scent of the 1960s, and it's pretty unmistakable. Mr. Peace, one of the uh, great 19th century perfumers, said it always smelled of old coats to him. Dirty, musty old overcoats. And like camphor, slightly menthylated. It's a very penetrating smell. It came to the West. I mean, I, recently the date, I don't know how accurate, I think the date has been rather arbitrary, a sign of 1834, when the first load of Indian shawls were brought over to, to, the, to Paris, the Paris shops, and they had been packed in India with patchouli leaves, dried patchouli leaves, because in the East for centuries it had been used as a moth repellent. Now, it was simply a safety measure. But the women who bought these shawls were entranced by this exotic perfume, and that started the use of patchouli oil as a scent in its own right. It was in the 1930s when a scent called Taboo came out, 1932, because it's such a pungent scent, such an intense scent, it was regarded as a very wanton, shameless, whorish sort of perfume. Tab taboo in the 30s was what opium was some 40 years later. And then things like shocking. It was considered a perfume no decent woman would wear, basically because it called attention. It was a scent that had no shame. It wasn't something you dabbed on your handkerchief. It was something you sprayed on yourself and everybody knew you were there. It had no modesty to it. This story is The Incredibly Strange Bed by Wilkie Collins. It's the first ghost story that James was ever told by his grandfather when he was three. Which I think was too young, but it frightened <laughs> the hell out of me. It's a hallucination, the story of a nightmare, or you can take it as fact. It's a man who was offered a bed for the night after a particularly rakety evening in Paris. He's conducted to this chamber where he's put down to sleep in this magnificent, but very dusty, dilapidated, but very magnificent 17th century four-poster bed. After all the champagne and the excitement of the gaming and the oysters, he starts a tossing and a turning, and he realises that something is terribly amiss. I looked up, motionless, speechless, breathless. The candle fully spent went out, but the moonlight still brightened up the room, down and down and down, without pausing, Without sounding came the bed top, and still my panic terror seemed to bind me faster and faster to the mattress on which I lay down and down and down it sank, until all the dusty odour from the lining, all the dust from the canopy came stealing into my nostrils. And I think this is something like almost, it's the tester coming down, but you also think of the lid on the coffin, the, the, the marble top of the sarcophagus coming down, the burial alive. At that final moment, the instinct of self-preservation startled me out of my trance, and I moved at last. There was just room for me to roll myself sideways off the bed. As I dropped noiselessly to the floor, the edge of the murderous canopy touched me on the shoulder. The frightful apparatus 
moved without making the faintest noise. He keeps going on it, which makes me think it's this nightmare, this terrible silence of this appalling suffocation. And you think of that very well-known phenomenon that's always being written about, and it's reported from all, it's, it's obviously a common phenomenon to, to, to all of mankind. You read about it in many different cultures. You read it about thousands of years ago, and you read about it happening now, of waking in the middle of the night with that sensation that something is sitting on your chest. And there's that famous Gothic painting, The Nightmare, by Fuseli, you might know, of this object sitting. Dear friend of mine always thinks there's an owl, she describes it as a giant owl being trapped in the bed with her. Great, great furry, feathery sensation. The bed which is, if you remember the first chapter of Jane Eyre, that's Charles Terror being locked in the red room with the bed like a marble tomb. And the whole idea, I mean, somebody said to me along, because I'm a, I'm a very early to bedder, I'm an early retirer. Somebody said to me years ago, you, all, all you think about, James, is going to bed. You die in your bed. What do you want to go to bed for? People die in bed. But I think that's at the back of a lot of our subconscious minds. We're born in a bed, most of us, and most of us, by God's grace, we die in a bed. Where life begins and life ends. That was an excerpt from The Incredibly Strange Bed by Wilkie Collins, read by James Craven at an event ran by Odette Toilette.